people, and welcome to the Glorious and the Mundane podcast. I'm your host, Christy Knuckles. Happy October to you. I don't know about you, but I love the idea of a fresh new month ahead with the anticipation of all that fall brings with it. I've gotten my eye on the leaves out here for sure at Keeper's Branch, which is what we affectionately call our homestead out here in the sticks. I'm highly anticipating first signs of the leaves turning all kinds of crazy bright colors. We drive by a place called Gentry's Farm just about every day, and I remember several weeks ago that I pointed out to the kids that we can finally see tiny round pumpkins peeking through the green fields, but now they are gigantic, and they're ready to go, and I'm definitely not mad about it. I'm not even mad that there's even something different about walking into my local grocery store right now. It's like all of a sudden they are piping in the smell of fall with cinnamon and apple pie and some kind of crazy amazing soup all at the same time. I don't know, all I want to do is just go home and make a big fire and watch a movie, which of course isn't going to happen on a, you know, middle of the week day, maybe the weekend but it makes me linger a little longer in the produce section this time of year just to take in the colors of the mums and the apples and gourds and squash. And being the cheesy, weird, contemplative person that I am, I start thinking about the farmer whose hard work it took to have this bounty before my eyes. It's so easy for me to just fill up a paper bag full of apples. But I was just reading the other day that harvest time is actually the most laborsome time for farmers. To bring the harvest in is actually the most work of all before you get to enjoy the bounty. I've come to appreciate this more and more as I've lately labored over some things that I've been busy tilling and sowing and watering, even when it seemed like it was so small and pointless and often going unnoticed even. And even now, some of those things are ready to be brought in to be shared with the world. And I'm right in that home stretch of bringing it all in. And my body is weary. My eyes are tired, but somehow my heart is full. And for some reason I've had this word harvest. I've been holding on to it in my heart over the last year, really, as I would think about where God has brought us as a family back here to Tennessee and all that's come with that. There's just been so much good surrounding this season, but sometimes really good things can also be the most laborsome time of your life. That's a bit of what we're experiencing. So much new, and it's all literally ready to be brought in, if you will, all at the same time. A new friend of mine texted me the other day. At the end, she asked me how she could pray for me. And I told her that I was in a season of what today I'm calling harvest, where I'm bringing in some things that I've been a part of growing. And even though it's all great things, it can so take its toll. I'm carrying new things in a new way, and my body's tired, my mind is tired too, and I'm being stretched more right now than ever. And she ended up praying the sweetest prayer for me over text, and one of the things that she wrote at the end was that Jesus would kindly reveal to me when I'm to work with him and when I'm just to walk with him. And that brought so much peace and release to my heart that sometimes things don't have to be as hard as I make them. Sometimes I'm just to walk with Jesus. Just because there's a need and there are millions of them doesn't mean that I've got to always be the one filling it. I still want to be so mindful of when I can just walk with my Jesus and enjoy him. I know there are things that each of you have been tilling, sowing, watering, and watching attentively. And maybe you're in that harvesting season even now where you're now bringing it all in and the last big effort to bring forth what you've worked so hard on to share it with those around you. It's just not easy. It's hard work. But ultimately, the way God works is that there's fellowship in and through it. 
our pastor Darren said the other day, it's important to remember that we are not doing all these things for God. We're doing it with him. So let us not forget that to do this with him, we've got to have moments where we just get to walk with him, just to know him, to love him, to see his heart and his creativity, and just enjoy him. We were made to enjoy him. When I think of the bounty of fall, I also can't help but think of the table that he sets before us. Even in the presence of our enemies, his word says. Jenny Shute, the author of a book that I love called Waking Up Gray, brings up the point that, yes, we have a real enemy. But at times, sitting at this table, we can sometimes be our own worst enemy. We let our feelings rule us. We build up walls. We tear ourselves down. We talk ourselves out of a job. Or we simply busy ourselves so much that we don't even know how to sit at the table. We don't even come to the table. The beautiful thing is that Jesus knows this about us, and he still bids us to come today, even if we're our own worst enemy. And it says in Psalm 23 that he anoints our head with oil, and our cup overflows when we sit at this table that he sets for us. My guests today, it's easy to see that they are in a harvest season of life. They are bringing several things in right now that they have been carefully and attentively growing over the last few years, and it's just beautiful to see the bounty that's coming in. These two are also very new friends of mine, which is so fun, and I'm happy to welcome Rachel Myers and Amanda Bible Williams to the table from She Reads Truth. I just couldn't be more delighted to share this interview with you and the harvest that's coming in for them. As many of you know, She Reads Truth is a website and a free app, but most of all, it represents a community of women reading the scriptures on a daily basis together. It's so beautiful, and today more beauty unfolds as we celebrate with them their first book that they've just released. I so hope you enjoy this conversation with my beautiful new friends, Rachel and Amanda from She Reads Truth. I'm so excited to be sitting here with Rachel Myers and Amanda Bible Williams from She Reads Truth. Hi. Hello. And it's an exciting day, and I will say that <laughs> Amanda is here. Hi. Um, <laughs> she lost her voice today because it's a big day. It and is we're a gonna... big day. <laughs> and we'll what talk about that. What a day to lose a voice. <laughs> but you have a book coming out. I do. And yes. so it's a special day for that, but you've been doing so many interviews that... Yes. Amanda's voice is kind of struggle town, but it's, okay. it's going to recover. Okay. Hi, guys. <laughs> if you could hear that, that was Amanda saying hi, guys. I'm so uh, excited. No, but I'm happy to just, we'll have Amanda here, and she can sign things to us if she wants to. <laughs> wants us to be sure and say anything. But, um, yeah, she's here for, for moral support. Yes. And she didn't want to miss it. She was excited to be here, too. Well... It's just been so fun to get to know each other a little bit. So we're hometown girls. Yes. Um, live in the same town. Yeah. And it's been so fun because um, our kids actually go to like a little enrichment thing Mm -hmm. together in town. And so our kids are getting to know each other. My daughter adores your little people. They're all going to be in the Christmas play together. They are. So cute. It's so cute. Yes, we were talking earlier about, like, okay, what did Annie get? What did Hazel get? Hazel's like, going to be the angel, and she's ready. She's over the moon yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking costumes. And got to have big wings. So <laughs> fun. I yeah. love it. Well, it's also been just fun to get to know you a little bit. Um, we've been together a few times for the Lifeway Abundance event. Yeah. And um, 
so wait do you remember the first time that i was like hi i'm rachel do you remember this what happened i'm yes. so embarrassed it was one of my most shameful moments because we sit down i'm some i don't know why i'm telling the story so i sit down next to christy at the table and i look look over and i'm like okay so your daughter's wedding photos were beautiful <laughs> and she looks at me like i'm an alien and i and I, I don't know. She was like, I have like, I mean, like, I have kids, but nobody is married. <laughs> and I was like, no, you must be wrong, actually. And I like corrected you. And I was like, no, your daughter. And you were like, no, really. I don't know who you think I am. Anyway, so best moment of my life when I mistook Christy for Lisa Turkhurst. Um, <laughs> Did I even say like... Who do you think I am? I think you said, who do you think I am? And I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to crawl into a hole right now. I think I really had just, like, my hair was really dark or something. Maybe. And it was real straight. Which, There's no excuse, but thank you for making well, an excuse for me. I don't even know. I just, like, I was so caught up in the excitement of, like, being there. And I'm going to be on the platform. It's going to be fun. And I was like, hi, nice to see you, Lisa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's okay. So, I mean, that's cool. it's good. To be mystic for Lisa. She's kind of got it going on. Yeah. So, so anyway. That's well, fun. When your daughter does someday get married, <laughs> I'm sure that the photos will be worth talking about also. I, so. I hope so. Yeah. But yeah, it's been it's been fun to get get to see you guys a couple of times yeah. here and there on the road and to share the platform together. Yeah. Um, and that has been neat because I don't. I don't know you very well, and before we started, I was just like, okay, today's going to be fun because I'm actually asking you questions and not, like, just for podcast, you know, reasons. It's really because... We actually because, get to know each other today. Yeah, yes, like, good. I really do want to know. <clears throat> so, um, you're in this together, and I know what that's like to be on, you know, team or just kind of coming around something together with people that you're close to and that you love, and... Um, tell me just a little bit about you and kind of how it started. And yeah. that's a big, huge question all in once, yeah. but um, well, I'd love to hear. So Amanda and I, just like real quick, like flyover. Amanda and I lead a ministry called She Reads Truth. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been around for about four and a half years. And our mission is women in the word of God every day. And so that's kind of like the baseline, like if you had to know one thing about us for this purpose, like that's probably it. Mm. And um, the She Reads Truth community is sort of a, sort of, it is, a website and an app. And our main goal is for women to read scripture every day. And then sort of as an addition to that, we provide written responses from, you know, writers and that kind of a thing. Um, and we also have He Reads Truth and mm. um, Kids Read Truth coming out, it. which we're Yay! very excited about, Seriously? like heart-meltingly excited about. Oh, I'm just um, so excited about yeah. that. Yeah, so we run Kids Truth. Our kids are excited. So we've been working on this um, project, the Kids Read Truth project, <clears throat> for probably three months now, maybe longer. And um, as we got closer to it, we're launching it for Advent coming oh, up. I love it. And as we got closer and we started developing these questions, you know, we have the kids read one verse from the same passages that mom and dad are reading mm. um, for, for each Advent day. And and then also then there's three questions. So one's like for like two to five-year-olds and a little one-word answer. And mm. then for a little bit older, there's a one-sentence answer. And then there's kind of a good discussion question. Mm. So we've been practicing these at our dining room table with the kids and rewarding them with chocolate chips, which is probably why they actually <laughs> participate. <laughs> 
that chocolate is totally yeah, inbounds. Absolutely. So, yeah, so that's what we do. We run um, these ministries, and we love it. And um, and so that's who we are. We um, actually met after She Reads Truth started. Really? Um, which is kind of fun. Um, <clears throat> I think Amanda, we were both present for the beginning of She Reads Truth, but Amanda more in a... Uh, kind of a backseat role of seeing it happen and being excited about it. Yeah. And then um, not long after, we met and just kind of blind dated at Taco Mamacita in Nashville. I love it. And kind of got to know each other and got to realize how different our stories are. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in that first dinner, just kind of getting to know her and, and Amanda getting to know me, we realized that our stories were very different, but we were very much aligned on the one thing that really mattered to us. And mm-hmm. we really loved God's Word. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so it was neat to just like it's neat to look back and think about that relationship developing there. And it wasn't until about a year and a half later that I was still leading She Reads Truth, but um, Jess Connolly, who we love, was leading it with me. And she and her husband Nick were planting a church in Charleston. Mm. And she just said, "I have to, I have to do that well." Yeah. Um, which I, I mean, we all just respected so much. But when she went on to Charleston. I was feeling very um, alone mm-hmm. in leading such a big thing and honestly feeling really weary. Yeah. And Amanda was on the writing team at the time, and I just kind of confided in her, I don't know if I can do this mm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And she said, you have to. Like, we're going to do it. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. She just kind of... No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to. But I'm sorry, but you do have to. <laughs> um, I mean, even then, even with Sheer's Truth, the size that it was then back in 2013... We were, we were seeing firsthand the way that um, just us pointing women every day to give them a direction. Like, you want to be in God's Word today? Go here. And that's mm. really what we did then. That's what we still do. Um, it's just like, here's what we're reading today. Come read with us. Mm-hmm. And the way that that um, was ministering to the lives of women, mm. then Amanda just said, we can't quit. You yeah. know? And even then, well, we kind of... it was ministering to me. Yeah. You know, I was one of those that even... Like, even before I started writing for She Reads Truth, I don't know if y'all can hear but as, before I started writing, um, and then as I was writing, you know, I still was part of the community. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, and it had, God had so affected my heart through She Reads Truth mm. that I, um, I had seen both sides of the computer screen, you know, and That's like, great, yeah. I didn't want, um, I remember us having the conversation that, you know, they're waking up every morning to read God's Word together. Mm. And, like, we can't go away. Yeah. Like, you know, they don't need us to read God's Word, but but they're showing up to do but that doing with it. us. So yeah. let's let's keep doing it. But That's amazing. I'm yeah. telling you, she breathed new life into what that. we were doing. And it was neat to watch, and it kind of occurred to us maybe a year or two in, that what was happening, it was... It wasn't like a ministry that like brings like first copies of scripture to the unreached, which um, and we love and actually support a number of those ministries. Mm-hmm. But we realized that what we were doing and the obedience that we were saying yes to was getting the already reached to reach for their Bibles. Like yeah. what we were getting is getting the women who had copies, probably multiple copies of God's mm-hmm. Word in their home on their nightstand, but they just weren't reaching for it, mm-hmm. and they were reaching again. And it was incredible, and we were reaching again. And it was, I mean, because She Reads Truth began because we wanted more of God's Word. Yeah. And we wanted that direction and that accountability. And now it was happening for women all over the world. And, and so anyway, that's like our short history of um, me and Amanda. It's beautiful. <laughs> 
I love just the context of team, you know, because I'm experiencing that a lot right now, and it's beautiful how you um, just when one of you's one of you is weary, you know, someone will come in, you know, another team, are you really able to rely on each other's strengths? And like you said, your stories are so different. And, and I love to just even maybe tell me about, has there been a time, have you been able to work through sometimes, has it ever gotten tense or like times that like, um, you know, you just, I've learned, you just kind of have to like go for that stuff and call it out because the enemy will really come in yeah. like and try to make a wedge mm-hmm. when you're on a team, especially like women together. That's yeah. you know it can feel like there's like a lot of hens, like <laughs> I'm trying to think <laughs> a lot of cooks time. in the kitchen. I, the only things I can think about are like um, not that you have lines. to like share about yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> even just like business decisions when there's something big to decide. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of times. Rachel and I, Rachel and I, generally speaking, look at things very differently. Yeah, cool. and um, it, but that has been, like you said, such a blessing because we don't have the same perspective, and we don't have the same strengths. Mm-hmm. And um, but what we found is here's the difference. Here's our different. Here's our strengths and weaknesses. I'll just tell you with my full voice. <laughs> my strength is having a voice today. <laughs> that is so true. Aww. Um, but the thing about Amanda and I, when it comes to a new opportunity or a new decision, I um, I respond very quickly with my gut, um, mm. and I, I usually can know pretty quickly whether it's something I want to do or not do. And um, the difference between me and Amanda is that she always responds with no first. She and and not Very like and not like philosophically like I will always begin with no and then work my way. It's not on purpose, but it's something that I've kind of like recognized in her and said, Amanda, you always start with no. Could you just start with yes one time? Oh. <laughs> New things scare me, guys. So like I will look at something. I feel like, like kids read truth, for example, or I, yeah, I like do a really good. Like, I, I mean. A really thorough circle around the item mm-hmm. many times <laughs> before I'll say yes. But I feel like even when we're deciding on something, we may start out at very different places, but we learned very early on that we have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And like just mm-hmm. like you said, just just talk it through. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's and good. we always end up somewhere that was not where either of us started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think God has really used that. And those personality differences to bless Sherry's truth mm. because we have not, um, we don't, we don't lead this ministry the way Rachel would lead it or the way Amanda would lead it. We try to really like say, okay, Lord, where are you going? And together, we're gonna like mm-hmm. help guide each other there together. Like, so it's it's, it's kind been, of um, it's, it's good. Li- honestly, honestly, kind of shockingly healthy. Um, yeah, and we're really thankful for that. And I think that Amanda and I going into it just agreed to agree, wait until we agree on something. That's great. And, um, and, you know, even some of our employees have pointed out, like, do you guys always get along this well even behind closed doors? Because mm-hmm. they, they witness us interacting all day long and working through things in love mm-hmm. and even hard things. And I, we, recently one of them asked, um, like, is that, like, is this the truth? Is this really the truth? <laughs> and I was like, you see us all day long. Yes, it's the truth. This yeah. is how we operate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, um, the Lord has created just a really sweet friendship. I mean, yeah. I feel like I feel like Rachel's my sister. Yeah. And um, and so, as sisters do, we have a great time together. Mm-hmm. But we also hit hard spots and really have to work through it. You know. Yeah, that's great. And um, but it's good. It's mm-hmm. like I just um, I think that is was very 
I mean, I know God is sovereign, so obviously it was intentional. But mm -hmm. um, we now, I think, are to the point where we're kind of addicted to, like, the partnership because we're like, I can't do this by myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. If, if one of us has to go do something without the other, we're like, what am I going to do? Yeah. How can I do an interview for a podcast with just me? <laughs> Even though you can't talk. Come on. <laughs> Come and whisper. Yeah. yeah. That's so amazing. Um, so at this point in your journey, um, you had this, you've had the website and the app and yeah. it's been very visual and mm -hmm. tell me a little bit, you know, why a book now? Yeah. Was there something that, what was the kind of like the linchpin for that? You know, it's a good question. I think that it was, um, it kind of, there's kind of two answers to that because on one hand, I feel like every time we write a devotional or a, just a blog post or something like that on the site, we always feel like we have so much more to say mm. or so much more behind our why mm. um, or more behind our mission and our heart that can't be communicated in a devotional or a blog post or anything like that. Mm. Um, so on one hand, we couldn't wait to write a book. Mm. And on the other hand, we would have waited 100 years to write a book. We didn't want to. Mm. And, um, and so it's interesting, um, you know, as the, you know, as the time came, as it became apparent that, you know, all along we said we, we don't want to do stuff like that. We don't want to write a book unless it would be a disobedience not to. Mm. Because I think that, like, yeah, there's opportunity to write a book. Sure, why not? Natural next step. But for us, it just felt like that's going to take a lot of time and a huge commitment away from our families. And it doesn't feel like a natural next step for us. Mm. And so it was actually a no for a really long time, even though we felt like we had more to say. And then there just kind of came a point where Amanda and I, you know, it was in steps where we said, yes we'll, yes, we'll write a book. I think it's the right choice. But then even after that, it took a long time to decide how we wanted to write it, um, what we wanted it to say. Because, I mean, of all the things that we had to say, like, what could we, what did we really mm -hmm. want to be the message? Yeah. And um, so it was interesting. Um, we were actually at um, an abundance event, the one in Daytona Beach. Yeah. And um, actually, Amanda writes about this a lot in Chapter 10, so I don't want to spoil it completely. But um, we were both, we were supposed to write the introduction to the book mm. that weekend. It was yeah. due, kind of past it due. Was past it due. was super past due, let's be honest. <laughs> and we also needed to turn in a table of contents. And we had nothing, and we were so on empty, just yeah. personally, spiritually. And we just kept looking at each other going, like, I have nothing to give. Mm. I need to receive right now. I have nothing. And so Amanda writes in Chapter 10 about us um, kind of both having these meltdowns mm -hmm. in our individual hotel rooms, unbeknownst to one another. Really? Really. And um, both of us opening God's Word, and both of us opening God's Word to 1 Corinthians 13. Really? And oh, reading it, God. and really um, interacting with it in a very new and needed way. Mm. Um, and then we, because we were supposed to meet for lunch, and so we met down at the patio for lunch, and just kind of showed our cards pretty quickly that we were both feeling very exhausted mm -hmm. and it didn't take long before we realized we'd both been in the same passage that morning it's amazing. and really started talking about okay well maybe there's a reason for that mm -hmm. you know let's talk about what did you learn what did I learn what are we learning about um you know now I know in part then I shall know fully even as I've already been fully known like what does that mean what does it mean that the imperfect will pass away um, when perfection comes and so as we studied first Corinthians 13 we started to realize that there was something to say there and really to start talking about, because we, we, you know, beat the drum of truth every day, and we know what is true. Mm. Um, 
but it was neat to look at it from the angle of what is passing away and what is permanent. Mm. And, and that's when we realized that we had something we needed to say. Yeah. And so we actually got on a plane that evening and um, she, a friend of hers was there and gave her a first class ticket, like give her an upgrade. And um, so she was at the front of the plane, la ti da, and I was in the back. <laughs> and we regrouped um, at, I think, Atlanta airport. And she had produced an introduction to a book. And I had mm. produced a table of contents. And they belonged to the same book, this book. That's amazing. And it was bizarre and wonderful and so affirming that like we'd said from the beginning, we didn't want to do this unless it would be a disobedience not to. And that yeah. was really when it became clear, okay, let's mm. do this, you know? Wow, I love that so much. I mean, that's just such proof that yeah. the Holy Spirit is at work. And it makes me think about the Holy Spirit working through, you know, the people who wrote the Gospels. Like, it's just like, yeah. you know, it's just Him coming around and saying, yeah. yes, this is, I'm saying yes to this, and I'm, Giving you the table of contents yeah. and the We did not want to write a book unless it was worth reading. I mean, we felt really strongly about that. Like, no book for book's sake. Like, yeah, this has absolutely. to be um, This has to be important and worth mm. reading. Because otherwise, I don't want to, honestly, I didn't want to give my time to writing yeah. something just to, like, get my name out there mm. or whatever it was. My time is so important. I want that. I want to have that to give to my family whenever yeah. I can. She reads truth. And she reads truth and yeah. to so many things. And so taking the time to write a book is, is only worth it if, if you have to. Yeah. And we did. And we're so grateful. So and, and I mean, and now, like, here it is. Yeah. Yeah. And the more we wrote, I think the more we realized how the message of this book is so um, tied to, like, like you said, Rachel, to the why of She Reads Truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, why women in the Word of God? Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's because God's word yeah. doesn't yeah. fade, yeah. even though our voices fade, even though our voices, yeah. and you know, and our circumstances change, and everything around around us shifts. God doesn't change, mm -hmm. and the more we really dug into that, um, the more we realized that this was um, a message of She Reads Truth. Yeah, yes. yeah. So the book is actually. Um, our favorite, at least my favorite, like, style of book is memoir. Mm. And mm. I didn't know how we would write the book or anything like that. But that, you know, you kind of write from what you know. Mm -hmm. That's, that's my favorite, too. Yeah. I'm excited about um, that. So I always like it when Shauna comes out with a new book. Yeah. Like, yeah. So easy to <laughs> yeah. read. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it, it happened that way. The book did. And it's Love really, it. um, interestingly, though, it's two memoirs. So really every chapter is either written by me or Amanda and it's clear like it's a different color like it's mm. a different our name is on it so half the chapters are written by me and half are written by Amanda and we tell our stories and we really get very honest I tell you know from you know that really young stuff like that first permanent thing passing away which was my parents divorce like my family passing wow. away yeah. and I share about you know my my dad and his you know struggle with drugs and bipolar disorder and all these mm. things and eventually you know, going to visit him in prison as an elementary kid, and wow. how um, how I started to maybe shift in the direction of being perfect to make people wish they uh, loved me or to mm. make people love me. And so I kind of go from that and into the story of, you know, meeting my husband, and we met when we were seven. Mm. So it's a really, like, fun <laughs> story to kind of tell all of these things. Wow. Um, and all the way to, you know, I actually share, and really for the first time in this way, 
about um, when we lost our daughter. Mm. And so, um, but all of these things I share and I bear my soul not so that it's an interesting book to read, but because I think it's so important to show the way my life went up and down and up and down. Yeah. You know, God's word stayed exactly the same yeah. in all of that. And at the same time, Amanda's story goes up and down. And mm. and her father passes away slowly. And her um, and they their finances pass away and their family stability and all of these things. And Amanda shares really honestly about a lot of her story. Mm. And not in a way to say, like, look how far we've come, or in a way to say, um, you know, here's the tidy bow at the end of a really yeah. tough story. Yeah. I think it's really dangerous to do that because I think that there's such a bigger story at hand. Mm. And I think to go, yeah, he's um, got a small picture behind, but he's just big picture faithful. Like, he's, gonna, yeah. he's in the business of redeeming our stories, but he's mm. in the business of redeeming the whole story. Yeah. And so really what we try to do by, being, by really telling some pretty raw parts of our own mm. lives is to demonstrate how they're different and how God's word is the same, but it's not just the same for the two of us. It's the same for the reader. Yeah. And to show also like lift your eyes even further, like mm. look at like, look at the bigger picture, like the timeline of the world and how God's faithfulness isn't even within our own little lifespan. Mm -hmm. Like he's faithful as he was with Abraham, you know, yeah. and he was with Job and, and all of those stories, um, it's the same God, mm -hmm. and he's there, and his word is there for us. And the same way, I mean, one hotel room to the next, it's there. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it is. So you said a while ago, I love that you were you used the word interactive. And mm -hmm. do you, I, I would imagine that that's probably why so many women wake up every day and look at the app, because they're, they want that, too. They want to know how to interact with the word of God. Yeah. And, and is that something you kind of talk about in the book or that you we sort do. of we really, go into? In, in a couple of instances, we actually almost like real-time interact with Scripture. Um, I feel like I would let Amanda like tell some of her stories. But like in, um, in Chapter 6, for example, um, I'm, I'm struggling really big um, after losing our daughter with contentment mm -hmm. of just being okay mm -hmm. with being a family of three and just knowing, having had so many complications that, mm -hmm. um, that that's who we were going to be. And so I interact for a long time with Philippians 4, um, really for several days, and, and interact, talk back and forth with it in the book. Yeah. And it's kind of neat to be able to demonstrate um, for a reader how I interact with Scripture, how Amanda interacts yeah, with Scripture, and how, more importantly, how Scripture interacts with our lives. Mm -hmm. And how on this day, this is what I was learning in Philippians 4, but then the very next minute, this earth-shattering thing happens, and it's a good thing that I had been in the Word because the Word was with me, you yes, know, and I had it, yeah. and it was fresh in my heart. It was fresh manna. Mm -hmm. And I even talk a little bit about how I, you know, have these, you know, aha moments and like, yes, and I can, like, ride that wave to eternity. And it turns out mm -hmm. you can't. You yeah. actually need a fresh Word the next day. Yeah. And it's a mistake to think that you can. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of interacting with Scripture. Um, and... Um, and I think that's so important, not just to demonstrate and just to say God's word was true, but to show it. Yeah. Um, I did a like a breakout session yesterday at a, a conference, and um, it was over worship. And I was just talking about, you know, worship leading, and we had a Q&A, things like that. But I, I, a lady came up to me afterwards and just said, thank you for, she said, I, I think you probably gave us about 12 scriptures or more. And she was like, I wrote them all down. And she said, I, 
I'm not sure you know this, but like that's kind of becoming unheard of. She was like, thank you so much for using scripture, you know? And, yes. and to me, it's just like, I, I, it just was like, well, that's just a part of my life. But it, I realized that. And, and she's like, you know, there's even a lot of pastors these days who are kind of getting away from that a little bit. And, and so I think this is, this is so um, dear to my heart. She reads truth and, yeah. and even just everything you're talking about. And especially just going into kind of like how you interacted that day, even in the, um, the valley of the shadow of, of death, you yeah. know, even when you're literally like in a crushing yeah. moment of your life and how mm-hmm. you interact with it. And, and I think it's so timely. It's for such a time as this, because yeah. I feel like, um, you know, I've, you read the scripture that talks about, um, kind of in the latter days, you know, there'd be like a famine of, of words, you mm-hmm. know, not necessarily of like food and water, but like in a famine of, of God's word, yeah. you know, being, um, spoken over, you know, a podcast yeah, or, or, yeah. or over an app. And it's just like, these days are precious. I, I feel love that like you're saying this, Christy, because there was, there was one verse that from second Timothy four, mm. um, that talks about, I could read it. Actually, I will read it. Can yes, I read it? Yes. Um, I don't know if I can find it real quick. Okay. So second Timothy four, three through four, Paul is um, warning the church 2,000 years ago, the time will come when the church will not tolerate sound doctrine, but according to their own desires will multiply teachers for themselves because they have an itch to hear something new. They will turn away from hearing the truth, and they will turn aside into myths. Mm. I think that that was really the verse that compelled us. I was just reading that. I think by myself, and I brought it to the office the next day, and I just said, Amanda, this is why we have to write this book. Yeah. Not what is this book about, but this is why we have to write it, because mm. the itching ears and the wanting something new. And the truth is we don't have to make the gospel new. Mm-hmm. The gospel makes us new. Yeah. You know? And, um, we, and so when we get excited about the truth, it's because it hasn't changed, and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be new. And there's nothing that we can add to God's word to make it more interesting, more relevant, mm-hmm. more important. Because it's already all of those things. Yeah. And so be, to be able to just hold it above ourselves and just mm-hmm. say, this is true. And it is more important than my opinion. It is more important than yeah. my convenience. It is, it is God's word is true. And it is the thing, you know, God's word says that we are like grass. Mm. But his word stands forever. Yeah. And that's why we're not afraid to, to point to God's word every day. Because everything that we have to offer is going to fade. It's going to pass away, and not in, like, a futility kind of a way, but in a, like, thanks be to God that we found the permanent thing kind of way. Yeah, absolutely, and hold to it. Yeah. Yeah, I was even telling Nathan the other day, I'm so excited that you're doing um, the Kids Read Truth. Yes. um, Just because, you know, I I was, my dad was a pastor. I was raised in ministry. My brother's been a youth pastor. I mean, we've just been raised as a ministry family, and so, which I'm so grateful for, um, and all my life, you know, I was in, you know, all the programs at church, but also at home. I mean, I just had a a, a dad and a, a mother who um, the Word of God was just always integrated. And it's why I think from a, the time I was a little bitty, that's my favorite thing is to integrate God's Word into song. Yeah. may not be word for word, but it's definitely um, principle and truth based, like mm-hmm. these different song ideas or themes. Um, Love that. And so, but I was sitting with the kids the other day, and we were talking around the table, and and 
And I said, well, you know, the word of God says this. I can't remember exactly what we were talking about. I think it was actually, we were talking about the political climate that oh, we're yeah. in. Yeah. And um, Noah was our, our oldest, who's 16, was asking us questions. You know, he, he'll see things. And of course, he goes to public school. He's always hearing things. And so I, I talked about how, you know, I brought up a couple of scriptures where it, there's one where, and I wish I had my Bible right now, but um, there's one where he talks about like the, that the heart of a king is like a stream in the Lord's hand and that he appoints kings and that, yes. and we don't have to be afraid, you know, that God appoints kings. And so, and Noah just looked at me, he was like, really, the Bible says that? And, <laughs> and, it, and I told Nathan, I was like, the next day I said, we need to get more serious and come around, you know, yeah. and not just depend on students that they go to on Wednesday nights, which is amazing. Our church does an incredible job, but our our number one goal and yeah. responsibility as parents is they're the ones that we've got to disciple first. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm mentoring other people, but mm-hmm. I've, I've got to be coming around that with yeah. my kids, and I don't want... You know, my kids would look at me crazy when I quote <laughs> scriptures. They're like, That's in the Bible. Actually, the Bible. Actually, yeah, it is. I'm sorry you don't know that. Yeah. But I'm so excited about that because as a as a parent, you know, any kind of resources oh, that yeah. to be in ourselves, but like you said, they could track along. And it makes it so um, not scary because, yeah. you know, if you've at least, at least in the way that we're setting up what we're doing, mm-hmm. you know, if you've read the scripture for the day that morning, you mm-hmm. know, and it's the full length scripture, um, then when it comes dinner time, you know, you use the table cards, you pull it, you've already read that scripture that day, you've already mm-hmm. interacted with it, and so you're equipped. You feel yeah. like even somebody who's, because I feel like sometimes we don't talk to our kids about scripture because we don't feel like we have the authority to do that. We don't mm-hmm. feel like we have we're not equipped to do yeah, that. Yeah. But there's that little bit of equipping in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then you get there and, you know, there's, there's answer cards if you're overwhelmed or not sure or um, whatever it is. Like, it's not scary. Yeah. And, you know, what? you don't have to know. Let's talk about it. Let's mm-hmm. talk about Let's actually look into Scripture and see what it says and yeah. try and find the answer. Mm. Uh, we are, for Advent, we're doing a study of um, prophets, priests, and kings. So, like, the first three weeks of December, we look at, you know, what are the roles of a prophet in the Old mm-hmm. Testament? Like, how did Jesus come to fulfill those roles? Like, how is he the prophet in our lives today? Mm-hmm. And the same with the priest and the same with the king. And it's so cool to um, be able to teach on a very accessible level, you know, mm-hmm. men and women, both, husbands and wives, college students, everybody. Mm-hmm. What, um, just that basic, you know, the way that the Old Testament whispers about Christ and the way the New Testament screams about him. Yeah, yeah. And so it's neat to just kind of say, like, do you see? Do you see how they're pointing to each other? Do you see yeah. how this is working? And then when it comes time to talk to your kids about it, like, you feel equipped to equip them. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I love it so much. Yeah. Well, tonight's a special night. It is. And, and you're coming? Yes. Oh, I'm so glad. It's a hometown moment, which is it really is. fun. But you're also live streaming it, right? We are. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be neat. Yeah. So I hope people can tune in if they want to. It'll be fun. my very most important. She will be reading truth, which is my daughter Hazel, oh, and Amanda's it. daughter, I believe, will be reading truth as well. That's so, so we're gonna have fun. We have some special guests, and it'll be it'll be fun. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm just I couldn't applaud you more, and I'm excited that we get to be on the platform together a little bit more this year. And yeah. I'm just excited to get to know you more and to keep running into you at, at, at the school. Pick up line. <laughs> <laughs> the pick up line. 
but I just I'm so grateful for you and for your lives Thank and you. just how beautiful the app is it's I just love going on there and just looking at it's even lucky. the pictures and things it's just so beautifully done Thank it's you. so well done we gorgeous have a very talented team I, mm -hmm. I love applauding them and not feeling all bad about it because I have nothing to do with that I mean, they are well, so good at what they do and the editorial team is so good at what they do I'm so thankful yeah, for absolutely. all of that and Christy I love what you're doing I, I mean I am so excited about this podcast and the way that you so thoughtfully put it together and it just it feels it feels like you've really prepared every time I think that's what I like when I listen to it like she's really thought this through and I just love the, the way that you talk at the beginning and just kind of make me feel like I'm your friend. Like, it makes me feel like, oh, yeah, it's me, Christy, it's fine. <laughs> so I love it. You're a natural. Oh, thank you and so And you make much. me easy even on the microphone, so thanks for that, too. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And I'm just so excited about She Reads Truth. And just call out that little, so the, what do you call that? Yeah, the, the subtitle. subtitle. So the book is called She Reads Truth, Holding Tight to Permanent in a World That's Passing Away. Love it. And if you want to watch the live stream tonight, it's live.shereadstruthbook.com. And, um, or just go buy a book. Yes. We hope you read it and love it. Well, we do. I'm going to read it and love it. Good. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. And I'll see you tonight. All right. See ya. I so hope you enjoyed getting to hear from these amazingly talented women whose passion for God's word is literally helping to raise up a new generation of women to wake up and ache for God's word know how to be in it and interact with it. I really just can't imagine anything that's more important. I've been a Jesus follower for over 30 years, and my dad was a pastor, and I was raised in the Word of God. But one thing I've learned from my parents who are now in their 70s, you never outgrow needing to grow more in your understanding of the Word of God. I love when my dad will say, I uncovered something new today in the Word of God, and that's because it's alive and it's active and interactive with us today if we will just open it. And just so you know, the She Reads Truth app is free and you can download that onto your phone and instantly connect with a whole community of women who are in the word together. I was hearing them also talk about their website, shereadstruth.com and the comment section on there and how that community so kindly interacts with each other in the sweetest way. And I love that. It's a place for new believers and maybe just who need to ask some questions. So it's just a great community just to walk with some other women in that. Remember, as they stated, the launch party for their new book is tonight. So if you happen to be listening to this podcast on October 5th, the live link to the launch party again is live.shereadstruthbook.com at 6.30 p.m. Central. I hope to see you there. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm thrilled to get to walk with you from here. Thank you so much for the comments on my Instagram, which is at Christine Ockles. And for just sharing continually what the podcast means to you. There are times that literally I'm weary and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to fit it all in. And then I'll see a sweet comment literally from one of you. And it just makes all the difference. And we would also love it if you would go to iTunes.com and leave us a rating and a comment there. Not because we're trying to be the best. It just helps other women find us and give it a try. And hopefully here's some life-giving glorious in the middle of their mundane. And speaking of glorious, may the rest of your day be filled with it. And I'll talk to you soon.